Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And as always, I am joined by Jim Inman. Hi, Jim. How's it going? It is great, sir. How are you doing there in uh, lovely Texas? Uh, trying to stay cool. Uh, the AC is blowing pretty much constantly these days. Uh, so that's certainly uh, happening. So I shouldn't tell you that right now my windows are cracked because it's below 60 degrees here in southern Indiana? We'll get that for like a week in the fall <laughs> and a week in the spring. Um, <laughs> everything else will be either too cold or too too warm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get that for, for about a week. Um, so what what's uh, – you you are in like week two of the new job at this point. I am. Yeah, I've been uh I continue to travel for training. Um <clears throat> excuse me, I'm the company that I'm working for is based about 90 minutes outside of my town and so um it's a daily commute to do all this training and everything and I posted in the group um a couple of days back that I stopped by a uh, CVS uh, pharmacy and was looking for shoestrings of all things, but as I was walking by I see this end cap at the end of an aisle that was the keto section of the store and they had the keto crisps and they had uh collagen and they had all these different things. And I just kind of stood there for a moment, took a couple pictures and posted to the group, but just kind of was like taking it all in. Like, Hmm, that's kind of interesting. It's been, uh, normally you see that stuff kind of scattered about, but if you look forward, it is together. This was definitely a, a marketing type thing. Mm -hmm. Keto is here. And so it was kind of nice to see, um, the other funny thing that was completely random with keto in the last week was um, at my previous job, we would do a quarterly breakfast event and we would do, you know, some pastries, some fruit, some cheese. I mean, a variety of stuff because everybody has a different way of eating and whatnot. And so I texted um, a coworker, a former coworker to ask how the event went. And she said, that um, nobody ate the food because everybody's doing keto now. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? And she said, yeah, there, there were 55 people there and all but like five said, why don't we have cheese and eggs and mm. nuts and bacon because we're doing keto? That was, uh, <laughs> you, you left a little bit behind, it sounds I, like. That or I started a trend without knowing it. Yeah. I don't know which. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So what's new in your world, sir? Well, we got a lot of home improvements things going on around the house and um been doing as much as I try to plan not to. I've had a couple late night editing sessions that last until two or three o'clock in the morning and all that stuff. But thanks to uh, keto and all that, I have had plenty of energy to get up and do what I need to do. And so that's been a, a big, big benefit. Uh, for sure, is is having the ability to uh, just keep moving, <laughs> even whenever yeah. I know that I'm I'm short on uh, energy uh, from whatever, whether it be caffeine or whatnot. 
Um, I am thankful that I have uh, a case of, of liquid, uh, liquid energy drinks that I've been rationing to one a day because uh, otherwise I can drink them too easily. And those have been helping me, <laughs> helping me through for sure. A little I knocked back one of the, uh, one of the specials that we received from liquid. Mm-hmm. Pretty good stuff. So yeah. much appreciated. Yeah. Where's, uh, where's our, our partner in crime at this evening? Uh, I think he, he had work stuff that went late and I think he's like two hours from home. So he, yeah. Uh, Alberto will join us again uh, soon. I'm sure he uh, he just had uh, work stuff. We, we, it always seems to happen. So it does. We, it does. We miss him, but he uh, he'll be back. No worries there. Um, yep. So let's go ahead and and dive on in. Um, our guest today is our first returning guest. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> uh, because he was actually a part of our KetoCon panel recording that we did live at KetoCon. His name is Ben, and he's uh, goes by Primal Bro. And so, uh, it, those who've heard the KetoCon uh, podcast, you'll you'll recognize his voice. I hope, and uh, he's uh, just a really awesome dude that has uh, has been a part of our our Facebook group as well, which is helpful and. Uh, so he, uh, speaking of Alberto, before <laughs> he just <laughs> messaged us a picture of him holding, uh, holding little bit Noah <laughs> and settling in. He's just getting <laughs> home. So uh, that's understandable. And, and so Noah needs him tonight. So Noah gets him. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So Ben is an athlete, has been keto for a long time, made great strides in his physical health, and I'm going to let him go into all the specifics on that. But he's uh, one of those guys that that you want to follow on Instagram because he's always sharing something inspirational and encouraging and something that will uh, will pick you up whenever you're feeling down. So Ben, welcome to the show again. Yes. Thank you for having me. I say it counts. I think this counts yes. as number two. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. First returning guest. I'll take. The, I'll send you my belt size. Uh, after the <laughs> I'm trying to think of the graphic that we have to give you to make you like that special honoree kind of thing in the Keto Man's Club or something like that. Perfect. Yeah. I'll take that consolation. That yeah, works. There yeah, you go. yeah. We 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 can do graphics. <laughs> so. Um, Ben, let's go ahead and 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 dive in. Like what we do pre, uh, with with pretty much every one of our guests. Um, kind of start. You know, not necessarily uh, infancy, but start. You know, when your health journey kind of well, what's the origin story of the health journey? I guess is probably you know where where did you start? Where uh, where did you notice that you needed to pursue um, trying to get healthy and things like that? Uh, so not to begin too close to infancy, but I have been. <laughs> I was overweight. My whole life. So when I was young, we would shop in the Husky section. I don't know if I'm not positive mm-hmm. if that's still a thing. Um, but I that was probably a term. passed you though in that shopping <laughs> line, brother. Let me just yes. stop you right there. The Sears Husky line. Yes, I bonded with it for many years. Yeah, Sears and uh, JCPenney for men. Oh, yeah. Or, or the JCPenney rather section had a, like a kid section with a Husky. Everybody had a big sign. Uh, but yeah, I was Husky as a. I was Husky as a young kid, uh, and that didn't get any better, um, all through middle school, high school. I was heavy. I was never like picked on or bullied or anything like that. It's not a, 
overly tragic story in that regard. Uh, I was, I was pretty funny and I, I was pretty popular. So it didn't, my weight didn't necessarily seem like a problem, but obviously I was self-conscious about it and, uh, not so much for health reasons, more for vanity. Um, but then as I got older, I had kids and there was one, like a one or two week span, um, where everything in my life kind of came to like the moment everybody talks about like that moment they realized they needed to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me within a one or two week time span, I had a, a television interview for um, a local nonprofit that I worked at. So it was just like local cable television channel three and like 70 people watched it like nothing real major, but I got to see myself on high definition camera for the, mm. for like for the first time in pretty much ever or for a long time you avoid photos when you're really overweight yeah um so what i saw myself I and that was a real hit to that vanity that i talked about earlier and then um with like i said within a week or two of that i also had a doctor's appointment where i got the talk right where it's like hey um here's all these things that we're worried about right like uh pre-diabetic your blood pressure's high um, a lot of general things that are needed to weight. And it made a lot of sense because uh, I was 303 pounds at that. And that was the heaviest that I ever was or that I ever saw at least. Um, but pretty much right after that, I began what would be my weight loss journey that brought me to where I am now. Okay. So what, what type of systems did you start with? Was it, did you find keto right away or did you have Something else kind of pop up along the way. I know I tried Weight Watchers for a little while and failed miserably. Uh, what was your journey like in that regard? Um, so I had like a, a miniature journey almost. Uh, I found I did paleo first because it made a lot of sense to me. I didn't like anything where you had to count or track. Mm-hmm. So Weight Watchers was out. Um, just standard calorie counting, if it fits your macros type stuff was out. Um it never really made sense. It just, why should I have to count and track and put all this thought and effort into something that should be more effortless? And when I found paleo, I found that almost effortless approach. It was just cleaning up food selection, no sugar, no grains. That was the big, what I now know to be probably the biggest benefit or the biggest thing that was working for me at that point. Um, But I lost uh, over 120 pounds on a paleo diet. Uh, and then I went through what I enjoy kind of breezing past or glossing over as uh, an existential crisis. And I had a really rough time in my life uh, and I gained back 80 pounds mm. um, when I recommitted, when I kind of pulled myself out of that and decided to recommit. I went to a lot of the same paleo resources that I had used before. Uh, and then I started seeing this word keto, keto, keto pop up. Uh, and then when I, I began that, I did that for, uh, over a year, I lost 110 pounds, um, on keto. And then in December of just at the tail end of December, 2017, um, I started a more carnivore approach and that's what I continue to do today. Okay. Yeah, I I knew that you were doing uh, full on carnivore at this point. You there's there's not many vegetables that that show up even in the periphery on the the pictures in your Instagram. So uh, it's pretty pretty apparent that you're you're doing uh, carnivore. 
Um, so let's uh, let's talk uh, a little bit more in, in that same vein uh, about the the biomarkers and things like that. You, you obviously you 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 use paleo to to initially recover your health, and so you saw improvement there probably almost immediately, but. What was the blood work like then? Was it different then than now? Um, now that you've come into the the carnivore keto world, or are, it, it has did your biomarkers just clean up and and they they've been equally good on on either side of that? I'm curious to see uh, if there's a difference. They've been equally good in terms of like all like all blood work, cholesterol um, checking, vitamins, and and my blood pressure and all the, the all the metrics that were taken that caused the concern for me to start in the first place. Um, paleo improved them and got them all in healthy ranges. Uh, the only thing that keto and carnivore both did was slightly elevate cholesterol, which if you want to say that's a good or a bad thing, that that's an opinion, I suppose. But overall, mm-hmm. I think most people who do this diet would agree that that's expected and not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And Ben, you talking about the weight that you'd lost and gained and everything, tell us some of those initial statistics, like what your age is, what your height is, what your highest was weight-wise and everything, so people can kind of get a perspective if they haven't been following you on Instagram or whatever, you know, kind of let them know how that all shook out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I want to say I was tw- 23 or 24. I'm s- six foot tall. So, and I hit 333 pounds. So it wasn't very flattering. I'm not at six, four or, or real necessarily real tall guy. Um, so 333 was, was the heaviest that I ever hit. And the, the big concern was my blood pressure. Uh, I wish I could remember the specific number, um, that I got when I was at my heaviest in that doctor's appointment. Um, but it was concerning. That was the big thing that we talked about. That was the, what we spent most of our like follow up or discussion talking about. Um, and then things beyond that were the pre diabetes and, um, and just mm-hmm. those were really the big two. Um, and those are the two that I primarily remember. Those, like I said, I was 23, 24 years old and I had, um, two kids and we had one on the way and it was like really all of that happening or coming at the same time and me getting in my own head. I, I decided to make big changes. And that, like I said, that's when I started doing paleo, um, that 120, 125, 120 pounds that I lost on paleo happened relatively qu- quickly within a year's time frame. But I, the diet that I came from was, was garbage. Even someone who eats a standard American diet, would look at the way that I was eating and say that that was awful. So let's talk about that for a second. What, what, what were you doing? I mean, was it uh, fast food three, four times a day kind of thing, or, you know, give us an idea how, how big the 180 was, so to speak. Yeah. So it would start my, a typical day for me would be a stop at any kind of gas station, convenient place that had maybe breakfast sandwiches or any variety of treats. Uh, sometimes I'd go with like cupcakes or cakes. Um, and I'd always get, a lot of times I get an energy drink, um, not the sugar-free version, right? Standard, <laughs> like normal monster or NOS. I really like NOS, uh, energy drink that it seems gross to even think about now, but I was a big fan. Uh, and then I would always 
get something else from the gas station that I could eat between that breakfast meal, if that's what you want to call it, uh, and whatever I was going to have for lunch. Um, and then again, they would typically be some kind of pastry. Like I really like cake, like dense cake type things that get picked up donuts or something like that. Uh, lunch was always fast food or, or eating out in general. Cause Chipotle, I don't know if you necessarily consider that fast food, but I do a lot of Chipotle burritos. Um, I eventually I got to the point where I could put away two burritos in a sitting, which I'm both proud and ashamed of, I think. <laughs> Uh, again, it would be something similar. Like I'd say I'd get home from work and um, I had just had lunch, whatever, Chipotle, McDonald's, Wendy's. Those were big three. Those are three that I liked a whole lot. Uh, I'd get home and I would immediately start snacking. That was when keeping chips and cookies and things like that in the house where it was just common practice. So I'd get home and I'd eat basically up until it was time to eat dinner. I'd gorge myself on dinner. And at the end of the day, my problem was always I would just eat until there was no way I could fit anything else in it. Um, I don't know what eating disorder I potentially had undiagnosed. Um, but the way I like to say it is I just had a really unhealthy and messed up relationship with food, um, particularly with that need to just feel stuffed every single time I started putting food in my mouth. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it was, ne it wasn't always like that, but it, it, I saw, I can see now looking back on it where it progressed, uh, where, you know, I would get a, a pizza and I'd eat half of it. And then all of a sudden that became a whole pizza. And then I, a whole pizza wasn't enough. So I'd get a pizza and maybe I'd order wings, right? It just kind of snowballed into something that almost got really problematic if I hadn't done something. So what, um, were you active, like into sports or anything growing up or did you avoid those types of things? And I know that you're, you're into BJJ now, so, uh, that's kind of your, your main sport of choice, but, uh, you're, you're definitely more sporty quote unquote now than you used to, than, than maybe you were in the past. Tell us a little bit about that journey and what that's been like for you. Yeah. So athletics were something that I mostly avoided until just about the end, pretty much towards the end of my weight loss journey. Uh, I, I did t-ball and football one season of each as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, and in high school, I agreed to play indoor soccer with some of my friends who were much more athletic than I was. Um, and in high school, I was very overweight. My purpose playing the indoor soccer was a bruiser enforcer, get in the way, take up space mm -hmm. kind of thing, um, which I was fine with, but it, you know, it was, I just had to be real about what it was. I was not athletic um, at all. And once I kind of saw the end of weight loss in sight, when it was like, what am I going to focus on next? Right. What comes after I'm done chasing numbers or trying to lose weight. And, and the focus really goes away from this. And I'd always been a big fan of martial arts and combat sports. As a kid, my dad and I would spend most of our time together watching like Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude mm -hmm. Van Damme, Chuck Norris, that type of thing. Um, so I was always into it. And I was a UFC fan peripherally. Uh, I still am, but I was uh, even when I was heavy. So I decided that I wanted to try like some kind of mixed martial arts. Um, it was intimidating. And scary, having never really done anything athletic, 
but I had been working out all throughout my weight loss journey. So I was, I had already experienced that gym intimidation everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew that I would get over it and that it wasn't nearly as bad as I was thinking because the first time I went to gold's gym, I had a lot of the same feelings. And by the end of it, I, I wasn't even paying attention to the other people there much like they're not paying attention mm-hmm. to you. But uh, I took some trial classes. I did some striking stuff and I did some grappling stuff and I absolutely fell in love with the grappling practice. And I began doing that in September of 2017 and I've only ever done it keto. A lot of people will ask me how my performance changed when I went keto, but the truth is I never really had a high carb jujitsu experience. Yeah. Um, so I started in September of 2017 and I go four to six, I go to four to six classes a week and I have my blue belt now with uh, two stripes, which if you may or may not fully comprehend what that means, but I am proud of it. Oh yeah. There, there's some, is that about, that's about midway up the chain. Where is that in, in the ranking um, uh, of them? So it starts white and then blue would be the next um, and then go progressing upward would be purple, brown and black. Uh, I am blue. And then within each belt, there's you get four you'll get four stripes um, before you get promoted to the next rank. So I'm halfway through the the second rank. Okay. Yes. Cool. Well, that and just for scope, because I don't even know what's like the average timetable for someone to get up into like the black belt range. Uh, black belt. I I think I want to, I've seen graphics and I've read things that say anywhere from like eight to 12 years yeah. is like an average range to do black belt in jujitsu. There are outliers as there are with anything else. There are people who, uh, there are people who've done it uh, as quickly as three years. Um, but ultimately you're going to, you're looking at just about a decade of commitment, um, to get that. Yeah. Cool. So I'm Uh, in it for the long haul, I guess. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's good. And and it will keep you, keep you spry, keep you young. Um, I wish that I would, would have gotten into, uh, uh, physical fitness, uh, long, long time ago. Now that I'm getting closer to my forties, I'm going, Oh Lord. Um, yeah. And I, I think what part of what I'm doing is overcompensating for mm, being, mm. for always wanting, right. Watching from the sidelines. So you'd watch your friends play this and play that. Uh, you ask them to hang out and they have this tournament and you hear them talk about it. Uh, and there was always like a want and desire to play, but I always would pick sitting on the couch, watching TV and eating, um, over, you know, anything physical or athletic. Uh, so I think now I'm kind of I'm overcorrecting and, and going all in with activity, which is not mm-hmm. necessarily a bad thing. Um, but balance is always good. Yep. Uh, it's just yeah, it's a new experience for me, and I'm really I'm soaking it in and enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, and it, a lot of times I do deal with a little bit of regret, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. with oh I wish I had started this sooner because there you know there's 17 year olds mm-hmm. in in our gym who are who are e- on equal level to me or who are better than me in all honesty. Um, and you know, it's like, well, you, you know, even if we continue training at the same pace as one another, I'm 11 years, Mm -hmm. almost 12 years older than you. So there's just time that I, that I missed Mm -hmm. due to mostly my own choices. Um, 
but you know, it's important to get past that and just kind of focus on what you can do and how far you can go. So you could always start Chris. It's never too late to start, you know? Sure. No, I, I absolutely agree. And I'm, I'm to the, to the place where I'm enjoying lifting and things like that, which is something that I never thought I would ever do, but, um, I, I've been enjoying the, the lifting heavy aspect of things. and doing it at five o'clock in the morning. Not lately. Uh, but, oh. <laughs> uh, going to bed at two or three and having to get up to be at work at seven. So no time for a nap after uh. an early morning gym session isn't just not it. Yeah. So I haven't actually been to the gym in a while. It's not been a bad thing because it has uh, helped my uh, helped my 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 physical stress uh, reactions, inflammation, and things like that to be decreased. And I have noticed a slight downward shift in my um, my out to borrow Jason Jason Fung's expression of of uh, the thermostat for weight. It's dropped a little bit just by, you know, I'm finding a new balance type thing. Uh, but it's not been a major shift at this point. But it's it's holding steady where it is regardless of my activity level, which I like to see. Good. Yeah. Good. So, good. Yeah. So, Ben, recently you uh, you had a competition for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Was that your first one? Uh, no, it's... Wow. Did I misunderstood uh, that? No, it's oh. it's may possibly. It's okay. um I want to say the 7th or 8th time that I've competed. It okay. was my second time competing at Blue Belt. Okay. Um but it was the first time at Blue Belt that I medaled and it was actually the first time I had ever gotten uh second place. All the other medals I had gotten from from my earlier days as a white belt, those uh I had only ever gotten as high as third place. So I was very proud of that. Uh it was at the beginning of August. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I didn't pick up that you had done previous ones, and so that that makes more more sense that you. But yeah, that's quite the accomplishment to uh, to be this early on in in your journey doing uh, jujitsu and and you know doing so well. That's that's awesome. And to yeah, do it, it powered feels by good. Keto. They, oh, sorry. Yes, doing a keto always representing keto. I had ketones with me. I was drinking. Uh, at the event in, mm-hmm. you know, as pre-workout, um, I use BHBs as pre-workout, mm-hmm. but the nice thing about jujitsu competitions is that you're matched not only by weight, but by skill level. So a lot of, mm-hmm. they weren't, no one was, uh, you know, there was, there was no black belt versus me or versus sure. a white belt or anything like that. That's the, the beauty of it mm-hmm. is that it's very competitive every time you compete. Sure. Yeah, and and it's not going to be a pushover, but it's not somebody that's so far advanced that you can't uh, uh, that you can't even begin to compete with them properly. So that's but, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey Ben, I want to talk a little bit about the mental side of things, and it kind of ties into both the the jujitsu and everything, but just the weight loss gain and everything. I mean, as you transform physically, did you have any? Did you? regret not being able to have that pizza or the two burritos or anything like that or were, were the pros outweighing the cons people were people treating you any differently or anything like that i'm just kind of curious about that that not physical type thing that uh, transformation that you experienced uh yeah no for sure when it it was definitely hard when i started especially because so it was my wife and i 
uh, and then two and three children early on. And nobody except me did paleo at first. Um, and that made it complicated. Uh, it was a lot of questioning and, and temptation for me. That was a hard thing that I had to deal with a lot. Um, but I actually was actually really motivated by the results I was getting. Um, so after a couple of months, it was really easy to say, stay the course. Um, but you know, for the first month or two, every single day, there was an element of, I want that badly. And, and I'm, you know, depriving myself of it because I hadn't really shifted to the right mindset yet. Um, and one thing that I'll say is even to this day, like now is definitely the most strict, um, that I have ever been. It's the most dialed in and dedicated, but I kind of, I alluded to what I would assume is when you quit smoking, I've heard, um, a couple people who have quit smoking tell me that they still get a little bit of an urge whenever someone lights up a cigarette around them or they smell the smoke. Um, and when I check out at the gas station or convenience store, when I'm you know in the checkout line with all the candy looking me in the face, there's still an element of, oh, I want this. Um, but I've gotten much better about telling myself no. I hear a lot of people say like, Oh, I've gotten to the point where I don't, I don't even want it or I don't even crave it. Um, and that's awesome. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who don't have any desire for those, um, air quotes, bad food, just for lack of a better term, but you know, the less optimal choices, um, your sugars and carbohydrates, but I'm not someone who lost all urge. I'm just someone who got really good at telling themselves no. Um, and part of, what I learned about myself is that I operate very much in extremes. Um, I cannot moderate my intake of, of anything very well. Uh, so if I'm going to have, I can't have an Oreo or I can't have uh, one piece of anything. If I'm going to start eating it, I'm going to eat as much as I want. Uh, and that's actually one thing that appealed to me early on starting carnivore. Um, so I just, Really, self-awareness uh, was the biggest thing that helped me because learning those little, learning those little triggers uh, and learning things like that really helped me find a diet that works for me. Because with carnivore, I can consume a lot of the same thing. Uh, I'm very good at telling myself no and abstaining from things, but I'm not good at having just a little bit of anything. Um, but early on, now carnivore, I deal. I still deal with uh, a lot of skepticism. Um, keto was bad enough, but I just made it worse by cutting out vegetables. Um, and I still somewhat struggle with that when I'm around family. Uh, ultimately it's being confident enough in my decision, um, and what I'm doing to, to kind of stay the course and not let them change, not let them change anything about either my mood or my food choices for that situation. Mm -hmm. You, uh, earlier we spoke about the, the Husky genes and all that stuff. Um, do you have brothers, sisters, any of your family ever have weight issues or anything? Uh, I have one sister, uh, but she is 16 years older than I am. So what I always like to tell people that it's like, yeah, I have a sister, but it's more like I had two moms, um, just because of how old, much older than me she was. Uh, mm -hmm. But both of them, my dad is, is a little guy. He's very small. Uh, he's like five, nine or five, 10. 
Um, and he's 150, 160 pounds. He really hasn't changed at all, most at, at, or much at all from the time I was born till today. Um, but my mom and my sister have always had a weight problem. And one thing I'm actually excited about that, I'm glad that you asked that because I don't share this enough. Um, but my sister, one thing that you can do, uh, one thing that this podcast and, and your group and everything is about is if you're doing keto and you're, and you're doing the right things and you're getting results and then you can show somebody what's possible. So when they saw my weight loss, it was, it was hard to deny that what I was doing was working at least in this regard. Um, so I actually convinced my sister to lose, I want to say she's lost 40 pounds or more. Great. Um, I'm not, I, I am a terrible brother, I suppose, not knowing the exact number, but yeah, she did it. Um, uh, my mom has tried. It is just, she is very, she has a very hard time with an old school mindset for, for lack of a better way of saying it. She is too set in her ways. Uh, I try my best to help her, but never push it. Um, so when uh -huh. she asks, I, when she asks, I entertain it. Um, but yeah, my mom and my sister both struggled with weight a lot. Um, but my dad has never never ever had a problem with his size and your your wife is she following keto or carnivore or because um, i've looked at some photos and you guys have definitely seems like been successful together uh, so she like i said when i when i first went paleo nobody in the house was but then it's the same deal with my sister if you set the example other people will follow so i had a lot of success on paleo so she switched over to that um, I had a lot of success when we went, when I went keto. So she switched over to that and she does keto now. Um, and our kids do like a low carb paleo style diet. It's a lot of ketogenic things. Um, but they'll still have like apples, bananas, uh, some higher carb, some, some sugar stuff, but I'm not, I'm not a six year old that a banana is bad for them. It's too much nuance for, for where they are at this mm -hmm. point. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a family effort at this point and that makes it very easy. Um, and we do kind of try to share some of our family practices and motivate, but ultimately I try to, I stick to the guys, which is why I'm on, on your podcast and she tries to help out the, the family <laughs> lady style Aspia. Yeah. So, um, from the experience that you've gained in all of this, um, like I mentioned earlier on in the, the, the podcast, one of the things that I appreciate greatly is the positive message that you're constantly sharing. At this point, you're doing some one-on-one -on -one coaching to help encourage and, and support, uh, I, I'm guessing, guys and gals uh, in their fitness journeys and, and in, in their, their keto journeys. Tell us a little bit about um, how that shift has happened where you've gone from being – you know, 330 pounds to being, you know, fit and trim and able because of the experience that you've had to be able to use that experience to help others. T tell us what that's been like. Uh, so I talked about self-awareness being pretty much the key to everything for me. And uh, when I went, when I first went paleo, like I said, I lost 120 and then I had my, um, like a, a rough patch in my life. And I gained back 80 of those pounds. And when I, once I kind of broke out of that and I look back at it, the self-awareness showed me that mindset, ne my mindset never really changed. 
not around food. I was so focused on, I just need to eat a paleo diet and I need to lose weight, right? So food is only, or the only part of this transformation is nutrition and weight loss. There's no other aspects. Um, and uh, then I realized after I, I, you know, after I slipped up for so long that that wasn't the case. There were a lot of mental things that also had to change about me as a person to avoid triggers and things that might send me off to gain the 80 pounds back again. Um, and, and just to be a healthier, happier person mentally, really. Um, so a lot of what I did was just, I looked at, I was very negative before and now I try to be very positive and it started with me having to do it myself and implement that in my own day-to-day activities and thoughts. Uh, and then just like, so part of going back to jujitsu and the belt system, I like the belt system as an analogy. Cause I said, you start at white and you go up through to, to black. Um, and I like to think that I started as a white belt at, at positivity. Uh, and now I'm at, you know, maybe at least a Brown one tier below black. I don't, I'm not, I'm not necessarily a black belt. Uh, I'm not necessarily the most inspirational person on Instagram or anything like that. Um, But I do try to spread a lot of that positivity and get people to make a lot of those same mindset changes because everything in life, both weight loss, nutrition, going with jobs, relationships, the more positive and and optimistic mindset you can have, um, I think that that kind of spills over into all other areas of life. I think there's a lot of truth in that. Um, so uh, one of the questions that I sometimes ask is, uh, has anything as you've been going through this journey uh, caught you off guard or surprised you at some point where you're like, oh, wow, this was so, you know completely unexpected? Interesting. Um, so I could always list the obvious ones because I definitely had a period of saying, Oh, fat's not bad for you. And I should be eating a lot of salt. Um, but nobody, everybody kind of experiences that to some degree. Those Mm -hmm. don't necessarily really count. Um, one thing I will say is that I have bounced back and forth a little bit, at least in the, in the calorie camp. I think I was very anti-calorie counting and calories earlier on in my journey. Uh, and then several things, both personal experiences and observed experiences and learned things um, kind of led me to to change my mind. And But like I said, when I was paleo, I had lost 120 pounds and I never tracked a single calorie. So having that deep personal experience mm-hmm. um, and keto, it was you could, what you could call lazy keto because I also didn't track then. I only started tracking about half to two thirds of the way through my keto journey. Um, so I was very anti-calorie early on. Uh, and then, like I said, I, I had to get out of my own way and not be so stuck in my ways and rigid and be more open-minded towards that. But that was probably the one thing where I was like, calories, as long as you're eating the right food, you can eat as mm-hmm. much as you want. Uh, and I now do not believe that to be true after several more eye-opening experiences. Sure. I'm actually kind of at the point where I'm catching myself thinking like today I ate two chicken thighs 
I had a I had a fatty coffee this morning that but it wasn't super super fatty like not like I, I got it at one of our local coffee shops and so they just use like a powder thing that, that makes it a bulletproof coffee but it's it's wimpy in regards in in comparison to the, the fatty coffees that I normally eat. Uh, as one of the snack packs are like uh, like pepperoni wrapped around cheese. I think that's all I've eaten today. And I'm not hungry for anything else. And that's probably because my activity level is as decreased as it as it is. I haven't been working out lately and I've been mainly at home and things like that. So it's probably just my body regulating itself. But I'm on the side of I probably need to track so I don't undereat versus overeat. You know, it's kind of one of those things where I'm kind of in a weird spot right now. I know that not everybody gets there and I have to measure that. And I think the calories count when they count. Um, has been what I've come to. Like for me, it was more important for me to just eat keto for a long while just so that I could learn how to eat keto um, before I started tracking and counting the calories and and knowing what to look for. And then I mainly track to make sure that I get enough because my tendency is usually to go under versus go over. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I have a, a couple clients where when they started, they were so new that I took a similar approach to what you were talking about is let's just get used to eating the right things. And then we'll worry about all these numbers. Um, we don't want to, you know, but you don't want to bite off too much too soon. So I don't ha- at all have a problem with that. The The more clever way that I like to say it is that calories, they do, uh, calories do matter. Uh, but they're just not all the same. Mm-hmm. Not all ca- calories are the same, right? Yeah. Not every single calorie you put in is going to affect you the, the same, same way. way. So I do mm-hmm. believe that. Um, so now I, I kind of have, it's not so extreme. It's they do matter or they don't. It's, well, they do matter, but it depends, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on that. Cool. So what is your favorite food? And I need to uh, preface by saying, um, Alberto would say, you cannot say steak because that's what everybody throws out. So what is your favorite keto food? If I cannot say steak, my favorite keto food would be, uh, so I'm, I, I have a hard time passing up a good cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie about that, but <laughs> I have been on a kick lately of air fried chicken thighs and okay. I have almost gotten to a point where I've started to crave those. It may be a boring answer, um, but that's because, like it's, we've talked about a little bit, is that my diet now is so limited in terms of what I'm eating that I'm not having a ton of things. One thing from my keto keto days that I still think about occasionally and do consider making is our, uh, I used to eat um, Brussels sprouts sautéed in bacon. Mm-hmm. in with pieces of bacon. I still think about that fondly. And um, mm-hmm. I've had it, I had it at like Thanksgiving time because it was there and I wasn't going to pass that up. I don't necessarily consider that to be bad for you. Uh, I just choose, you know, a certain mm-hmm. way of eating that works the best for me. Good deal. Yep, yep. Yeah. So what's, what's next for, for Ben? Uh, do you have any new goals? Are you just pressing through on, on jujitsu? What, what's, um, what's kind of on your horizon? Uh, you're, you're not the type, um, that would say, Oh, I, I, I've run the race. I'm done. So what, what's your, your next finish line or well, 
checkpoint. Uh, so there's a couple things, like you said, it, to pushing on through jujitsu is one, but the, that's a big part of the reason that it's so appealing. I talked about what led me to jujitsu was looking for a pursuit that would go beyond weight loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also asked about, about we're talking eight to 10 to 12 years. Mm-hmm. So that is a very long-term goal that I very much have in the front of my mind on a basically daily basis. I, I think about it. I train, uh, you know, more days of the week than I don't. So that's definitely going to be a big focus. Uh, and then the other focus for me going into the end of the year uh, is going to be getting more coaching clients and taking the ones that I have now and generating results, uh, sharing their results, and then growing that, uh, getting more people on board, being able to help more people. It may sound cheesy or cliche, but the whole reason that I started doing uh, or being Primal Bro in the first place was because I wanted to help people who had similar struggles to me. Uh, coaching is a very direct and intimate way to do that. Uh, and then maintaining like my YouTube and Instagram are, are more indirect ways. Uh, I'm obviously going to continue to be active on those, but I think my big focus now is, is kind of growing this, uh, coaching business that I have established for myself and continuing my jujitsu pursuits. Cool. And I always like to ask, uh, one of my final questions is always, um, do you recall how you found the Keto Men's Club and what's your, and if not, that's okay, but then what's, what, what makes it beneficial to you on your journey? So I found it, uh, once my journey was in, in maintenance mode, I found it just went by meeting, um, and, and getting to know, um, the fellas while I was, uh, in KetoCon this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a recent, a new, new member. Um, I'm a new member to the group, but I am the first returning podcast guest. <laughs> so that's, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so I found it, I posted an introduction to myself because what I, one thing I have used it, uh, to, to share some things and to kind of get feedback and to bounce ideas off people. Um, but one thing that I want to do is, is extend that reach that I talked about of helping people. So I do scroll through on occasion. I try to make it a point to go in and, and respond to people and, and everything I see, everyone, all the answers are good and it's very encouraging. If you're in other Facebook groups, you may be skeptical of joining any Facebook group, um, uh, because of how, uh, the members choose to conduct themselves. Mm-hmm. Let's say, <laughs> uh, I have not experienced any of that in, in this group. It's nothing but encouragement and help. Um, I try to be helpful. I'm in there. Uh, these guys try to be helpful. And then every single member that I've seen has been nothing but, uh, helpful and encouraging. I just, I do think it's a great idea. I know that you're over what? 25, 27, 2700 now 20, over 2700. Didn't, so yeah. we, we yeah, added it's a good sized group of great people. Hopefully mm-hmm. if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a member, you will join when this is over. Yes. Yes. Hopefully so. Uh, I think we added 60 some odd this week. About that. Yeah. We, um, we do the uh, welcome Wednesday posting. Uh, we started doing that a couple of weeks ago and I've, it's been in, it's been like 40 to 60 depending on the week. So that's that that's is, amazing. That's not bad. That's yeah, not bad that, yeah. It's nothing to yeah. That's great. 
Okay, so um, any parting shots, anything that we didn't cover that you'd like to dig into? We we uh, certainly don't want to miss uh, anything that 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 would be uh, beneficial to the to our listeners. Uh, nothing necessarily that that we missed or that I wanted to talk about that I didn't. I I enjoyed that it was just a, a conversation. I didn't particularly have an agenda mm-hmm. uh, for myself or. or coming into it, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm definitely going to promote coaching or sure. I definitely want to make sure I talk about this story. Cause you know, for one, one reason or another, mm-hmm. um, I just, yeah, wanted, I liked kind of the flow of the conversation. One thing that I want to share with the listeners before we leave is that we, we, you and I talked about like getting started late and having that regret. Mm-hmm. Um, and that applies, that can apply to anything. It can apply to your weight loss journey. I could apply to lifting. I'm sure that when, once you began lifting, you wish you had started that much sooner. Um, so, you know, try new things and it's never too late. And, and there is an element of belief that you have to have in yourself. Uh, and I'm happy to help anyone try to remain as positive as possible. If you want to follow me on Instagram or uh, join the Keto Man Club podcast, or yeah. Keto Man's Club on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's... Uh... A helpful reminder, reminder, regardless of how far you are in the journey, um, to uh, believe in yourself because it is really easy to sometimes get down on yourself because of one thing or another not quite lining up or doing what you uh, happening the way that you you might think it would. Well, thank you again for for joining us. Um, let's dive on into a couple shout outs and then we will wrap this thing up. We want to respect your time and. Uh, know that that uh you know it's it's getting late at this point so uh jim who do you have to shout out and um kind of uh put on a little bit of pedestal today the person i want to shout out to i don't think that i've had much interaction with him um his name is matt johnson um he posted in the group um earlier today that he's about three and a half months into his keto life and quote, I'm feeling a thousand percent better down 54 pounds need to lose another 46. I am right in the thick of this battle. And uh, then he goes on to talk about, you know, just kind of the encouragement and, you know, remind folks, uh, remind uh, our members quote, you are not fat. You are not weak. You are not tired. You have more power at your fingertips than you could possibly imagine. I mean, just good motivation. Now, the thing that caught my eye with Matt is that Matt has no hair on top of his head, but Matt has one of those cool beards that uh, most of us would like to have. (laughs) Um, If I want a five o'clock shadow for a Friday night event, I have to start nine months prior. (laughs) I can't grow (laughs) facial hair to save my life. So... I never once saw Matt's photos and like, wow, he's he's gone from a very round face to much more a vertical, and then never tell like that son of a gun. He's got a cool beard, and I could never do that. So, my shout out is to uh, Matt Johnson in the group, and uh, he's halfway, more than halfway through his journey now, and away he goes to the other half, and he's doing it, and that's awesome. So, uh, that's my shout out for the week, Chris. How about you? Um, Brian Porter, um, he posted uh, earlier this week. Uh, saying that his wife and uh, he had started uh, keto last September, so roughly a year ago, basically. And uh, knowing that that fat guy's clothes are expensive, he 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 had carefully packed up the clothes that 
were too big and tucked them away as, as he went down in in size. His uh, his wife. Uh, well, I'll just read it. My my wife is like uh, a Spanish conquistador burning ships in the harbor. The clothes do not fit. The clothes go away. There is no going back. So today I did a purge when I got uh, the oldest and biggest of my clothes. I had to try them on to j- just for fun. Um, I did keep one shirt and pants set for my uh, from my largest um, to goodwill with you for the rest. Um, and awesome. he's got some really awesome pictures that you could tell he has moved mountains in his physical size. He's got pants that are pulled up. Uh, like way up to his his uh, you know to the Frida Kito nipple. He's not sure, <laughs> but uh, all the way up to his nipples because they just were that big to begin with. That you know they're they're just you know way way too big. He's swimming in that thing. He's got a shirt that he put on and uh, that that you know just looks like it's literally about ten times too large. Um, all of that and it's just. Those are the type of of uh, reminders, encouraging things that are just really, um, really, really cool to get to see and to uh, to get to enjoy um, the success of some of our fellow members and and uh, walk away encouraged from that. Uh, again, a reminder that we can do it. Uh, uh, that's that's for sure. Awesome. Well, yeah. Any parting shots, Jim, before we sign off? No, um, we talked about um, the growth of the group and it's um, kudos to all of our members who are sharing their stories, both just in their physical appearance, but how their lives are changing for the better. Um, they're people that are following the podcast and everything. I mean, it's just, it's just all appreciated. Um, I, we've said it multiple times how this group has evolved since it was started in April, 2017. And here we are closing in on 3000 members and we've got a podcast and there's a lot of things down the line that we're hoping to get to and everything. And we've talked about, um, KetoCon next year, um, trying to get a group of us to all get down to uh, Texas for that. And, um, do you recall, Chris, we, the, the cutoff is like at the end of September for the early bird, registration Mm -hmm. correct yeah it's something like that mid to mid to late september so get on it now before uh it's too late i think um i think this episode will air before that point um and you can still register afterwards you can the early bird so yeah the early bird pricing is is 50 percent off the uh the the highest price that it would be then are you going to a keto con again next year yes i am okay okay so that's my that's my wrap up for the show mm-hmm. this week, Chris. Okay, well that's uh, that's a good wrap up, I think, and I don't have much to add to that other than we really do appreciate you uh, listening, tuning in on a regular basis, sharing uh, when you get the opportunity to, when you get a interview uh, that that really stuck out to you, um, and in uh, connecting with us, so. Please keep keep all of that up. And uh, if you want to get in contact with us for some reason, say you uh, need to uh, uh, send us an email, you can do that. Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, our Instagram is Keto Man's Club Podcast. And uh, you can get to our website or, well, the Facebook group at theketomansclub.com. Um, so, Ben, we almost forgot, so we, we don't want to do that. 
uh, how can you kind of alluded to it, but let's say it officially. How can people connect with you uh, online or otherwise? Uh, so you can go to primalbro.com. Uh, do have a website, but the main function of that website is to direct you to things like Instagram, where I'm at Primal Bro. Uh, you can go to YouTube, where I am also Primal Bro. Uh, and really just about any uh, social media, social network, anything where you have a username, I have the name Primal Bro. So look for me everywhere. But the main places I'm most active are YouTube and Instagram. Very cool. Great. Uh, Jim, where can people connect with you? Um, as was just stated, the Keto Man's Club on Facebook. Um, track me down in there. That's probably the easiest. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, if you go to Instagram, it's Jim Inman JR. Um, you can find me there. And uh, usually it's photos of my dogs or some kind of travel thing or whatever. I'm not as I'm not as good as you guys of the photos of the food and everything. I need to get in a better habit of that. So I don't think about it. Although I did make a pretty cool like pizza style casserole that was all kinds of meat and cheese last week, and it it got some love on the group. So every so often I try. Yeah, I, I'm so sporadic. I'll be really good about it for a couple of days, and then I'll just kind of not be uh, mm-hmm. for a while, and then it kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. But that probably has more ebbs and flows to it because <laughs> I'm usually behind a computer feverishly editing down a video or a uh, podcast or something. Um, so, <laughs> I, you know, there's nothing interesting to see about that besides a computer screen with waveforms. Uh, <laughs> so uh, people can connect with me for the, the few things that I do post um, at Duckman1221 for my personal stuff or at Duckman Keto for all of my keto-related things. Uh, and so we, or, or, you know, as mentioned, as always, uh, you can connect with us on the uh, Keto Man's Club webpage uh, or, or Facebook group. Uh, we've got lots of really good things in the works. We're talking, dreaming, and hoping to to expand things down the line. And so uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, good good things are coming. Um, that's all I can say for right now because they're not planned yet. So we can't promise anything, but good things are coming. We know we have a brainstorming session coming up, I believe. Yes. yes. We'll make good things happen. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. Until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week. Mm-hmm.